0: Welcome. This is the Intimacy Podcast. Here you'll find clean sex talk, practical advice to take your relationship to the next level, and answers to your intimate questions. I'm your host, certified intimacy coach and instructor, Rhonda Farr. While this podcast is not rated explicit, some content may not be suitable for younger listeners. hey guys it's been a while how are you holding up amongst this global pandemic are you surviving okay for most of us there's been a huge shift in our lives and relationships if you're like me you've got several kids that need supervision and guidance you've got a couple of working parents who need time and space for careers You've got financial changes and stress, and so many more things that we could add to the list. I'm not going to be talking about (laughs) COVID-19. We've heard enough about that today. But we are going to talk about what it's like in a relationship when your routines are thrown off, and what it's like when you're trying to run a household under very different ground rules than you're used to. Spending lots of time around each other, we might notice more of the things that irritate us. (laughs) No? Is that just me? Actually, one of my clients um, sent me a voice message today and she told me how hard it is when her husband is upset. She talked about how sometimes in the past they've both gotten really irritated with each other for being irritated. (laughs) And then she said what we do is we start projecting our feelings onto each other and finally they're just both mad and they're both feeling even more disconnected from each other than they were before. Sounds exactly what I'm experiencing. (laughs) You know what I told her? I probably should have said something like, you know... You guys always get to choose how you want to feel. No matter how he's choosing to feel and act, you can be in control of yourself. Or maybe I should have said, just don't worry about the things that um, are outside of you. Worry about the things you can control. After all, we can't change anyone else. Those are the things that I teach. You know that if you listen to this podcast regularly. But I didn't say any of those things. What I actually told her was this is one of the things I'm struggling with the most right now myself, especially while we're all close together and we're constantly in each other's space. When I can tell my husband's in a bad mood, I am always so tempted to call him out on it and try to get him to change his demeanor. You know what, guys? A lot of the time, that's what I do. (laughs) Yesterday, in fact, Jason and I were in the car together, and we both were finished with work for the day. We had nothing important going on for the rest of the evening, nothing we really needed to get done. Anyway, we're stopped at this red light, and Jason's just so annoyed. He's huffing, and he's puffing, and I think he made a comment about how ridiculous it was that there was so much traffic, and I kind of took note of that. I didn't say anything. Then he was annoyed with the way people were driving the further we went down the road. (laughs) And we got to the restaurant where we were going to pick up some food. And there were several cars in the line ahead of us. And he just started voicing all the frustrations again. So by this point, I was already holding my tongue because I didn't want him to be in a bad mood. I was just trying to let him have it. We were finally alone together. And I just wanted to talk about some of the family plans and things that I felt were important. Because our kids have been staying up later and it just feels like there's no super protected alone time. Anyway, so when he started this last time, I could feel my frustrations rising up for myself, like my own frustrations. <laughs> and this time, I started. Why are you so honorary today? What's going on? Why do you complain about everything? Blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm frustrated with him for being frustrated. (laughs) So, if any of you are feeling this way, I'll share the rest of what I said to my client. I said to her, of course we don't like it when our spouse is in a bad mood. When they're in a bad mood, they're probably more ornery and short-tempered with the kids. They aren't as quick to help us out or offer their support most of the time. Perhaps they're more self-focused, selfish, and withdrawn. Even though it's their mood, it will affect us too. Of course, you don't want to welcome all that in. Your brain tells you their bad mood is going to make your life more difficult. And it isn't fair to you or to your kids. Okay, there you have it. (laughs) Your brain is normal. It's working exactly as it should. Your spouse's bad mood, in essence, becomes a burden to you, and it makes perfect sense that you want to resist it. But let's take a closer look to see if our normal human tendency, that pattern of thinking that your wife's bad mood becomes your burden, let's take a look if that's really the best way to handle situations like this. By the way, I'm guilty of it too. I just told you, so I'm not pointing fingers here. Let's say that you and your wife are home together, and you can see her getting really frustrated. She snapped at the kids. She's complaining about the laundry and the homework and the messy house. You know, all the triggers. And your first thought is, oh great, (laughs) here we go again. And then you start getting frustrated. It's not like this is a piece of cake for you lately either. You're trying to get your work done. People are messing with your stuff and in your space. This is hard for everyone. Then you're frustrated with her for being frustrated. Then you start internally criticizing her for not handling her side of it better, right? You're not going around here grumbling and fussing about everything. And you're annoyed that her bad attitude is causing everyone else to be unhappy. And now you're sucked in. (laughs) You weren't happy with the way she was acting. And now you're grumpy and frustrated as well. So first, it's normal for you to not like it when your spouse is in a bad mood. Remember, the brain is making the association between your wife's bad mood and your day getting harder. That's self-preservation for you to resist that. But we can also see that us being in a bad mood, that our spouse is mad creates a terrible outcome where we're both frustrated and we feel even more disconnected. We just jump right into the pool of misery with both feet. It's normal to judge things. These are stressful times. It's normal to feel overwhelmed. These are new things that you haven't navigated and managed through. What if we just accept that? What if we just accept our spouse's bad mood sometimes? And we notice our resistance to it. And we understand why it's there. And then, this is the tricky part. Are you ready for it? We just let them be who they are. We just let them feel what they feel. (laughs) But Rhonda, that's super hard. Yeah, I know. I felt it myself a time or two. But I want you to consider this. When we try to avoid or resist something, it actually makes the thing we're avoiding even stronger and gives it more power over us. What we're resisting, we always have to have our hand on to keep it at bay. I want you to think about it. It's like this beach ball and it's in the water with us and we're going to try to hold it under and pretend it's not there. We're going to try to hold it under the water we always have to keep our hand on it, right? If we get tired or if we get distracted or whatever and we slip a little bit, that beach ball is going to come roaring up. So if we're trying to resist something, we have to keep our hands on it. And when we focus on the negative and we're continually tied to it, we're going to connect more and more evidence to support the negative and the frustrations. Recently, I decided I was going to go for a run. I work out, you guys, but I am not a runner. (laughs) I don't like it. I think I'm genetically inclined um, not to be a runner. It's just not my thing. But I wanted to be outside, and like many of us, I felt like my eating habits haven't been stellar lately, so I decided I was going to do a run for my exercise. I also decided to choose a course that would have lots of inclines. I don't know why. That's just the way my brain works. (laughs) But I thought this will be a good cardio and leg workout if I do this. I'm telling you guys, the end of my run included the longest, steepest incline. And my legs were screaming at me. At first, I just wanted to stop. I wanted to give up. My lower calves were on fire. My glutes were in knots. And my quads were quivering. (laughs) Just as I was thinking about stopping... I had a different thought. I thought to myself, this is what it feels like to condition your muscles to get stronger. This is it. And then I started to really focus on the burn in my calves, but not in a way that it was something bad and shouldn't be there. I started to focus on it. And for some reason, I just said to myself, welcome. So, sounds so weird as I'm telling you this, but that's what I did. This was my thought process. I said, welcome. And I focused on the feeling in my glutes and my quads, not in a negative way. And I said, welcome. This is what it feels like to get stronger. Welcome to the experience. This is what it feels like to become someone who runs to keep their body strong. And do you know what happened? The burn lost its power over me. I didn't need to resist the burn and the pain. In fact, Believing that they were part of the experience and they were supposed to be there somehow made it okay. Believing that the burn was to be avoided made me feel very discouraged, made me want to give up. When I welcomed the struggle and invited it in as if it was part of my experience, it just wasn't a big deal. It actually even began to wane. (laughs) We're so conditioned to believe that any type of discomfort means something has gone wrong. But what if most of the time, discomfort is a signal for an opportunity to grow, especially in your relationship. When you work through different things together, difficult things, that's how you plant the seed of intimacy and connection. When your wife is frustrated, of course you're not going to love that. It's like the burn in my legs. Right? I don't love it. But when she's frustrated, she doesn't love it either. (laughs) And she also, by the way, doesn't love it when you're frustrated, okay? It works both ways. And that's part of being in a marriage. Acknowledge that you have these feelings and that they're normal. Remind yourself that you don't have to call each other out, you don't have to fix each other's problems. Now, there's a difference between calling each other out and support. And I think most of us know that difference. If not, reach out to me. Let's chat. I'd be glad to help you. But I think most of you know what I'm talking about. As my coach says, hating on the other person isn't going to serve you in any way. But understanding might. If you want to have influence for good on the person you love, you've got to understand where they're coming from first because you have to meet them where they are. And you've got to be careful, guys, about projecting your own irritations onto the other person and trying to control their mood. It's kind of like our knee-jerk natural reaction to do that, but we got to be careful and notice when we're tempted to do it. This is about acceptance and understanding of your partner. In this world of quick communication and social media, it sometimes can make us think that everyone else is doing so great and having a blissful quarantined experience or a blissful time at home in close quarters with their family right we see the long walks and um, we see the new dinners and baked goods and the fun with the kids and we're like oh my gosh everybody's having like this great time and we're just struggling over here I'm here to tell you that's not true (laughs) And the frustrations you are experiencing and that I'm experiencing, they're normal. We're all going through some variation of this. I'm asking you to lean in to this experience. Use it as an opportunity to learn and grow in your marriage. I love this quote by Gordon B. Hinckley. He says, anyone who imagines that bliss is normal is going to waste a lot of time running around shouting that he's been robbed. The truth is, most putts don't drop. Most beef is tough. Most children grow up to just be people. Most successful marriages require a high degree of mutual toleration. That doesn't sound so romantic, does it? (laughs) He says, most jobs are more often dull than otherwise. The trick is to thank the Lord for letting you have the ride. Are you still with me? What if we just accept this, my friends? For those of you who want to really capitalize on the burn, remember the burn in my legs, I'm going to tell you how you can take it a step further. I'm going to tell you how you can welcome the burn of creating a happy marriage. The next time your wife is in a bad mood, or perhaps she doesn't do something or Perhaps she's just doing something that's kind of frustrating to you. Maybe something you just don't understand. You're like, why does she do that? Why does she handle it that way? I want you to welcome it as an opportunity. I want you to consider asking yourself some questions. If you're someone who gets triggered and you're in a bad mood by your spouse's actions or mood. Go grab a pencil really quick. Just write these down, okay? Pause me for a second. All right. Consider asking yourself, how is my attitude in the marriage right now? How can I think about this differently? How can I understand her better? What might she be experiencing Now remember, it's very human of you to judge and want your wife to feel differently. That's just what brains do. You want to be happy. You want her to be happy. There's no judgment in that. But we also know it isn't useful to play off her emotions and get all bent out of shape ourselves. So this is kind of where we have to be willing to turn the mirror back around on us. This is where we have to retrain our brain not to go to this is awful, this shouldn't be happening, this is too hard. We have to train ourselves to ask better questions, right? Not why are they so whatever. Like I was with my husband, why is he so wandering? Why is he always doing this? I'm so frustrated. We have to train our brain to just accept it as part of the experience and not go to that knee-jerk frustration. How does that sit with you to think about looking inward and examining yourself first? Listen, if I could tell you exactly how to change your wife, I'd be the most popular person in the world. (laughs) Everybody wants me to do that. I know this makes it seem like you have to be responsible for the tone of your marriage and like your wife sometimes gets a free pass. Here's the cool thing though. If you can buy into this idea that you can create contentment for yourself, even while your, your spouse is struggling, that is actually the best news ever. If it's your responsibility not to get sucked into her mood, then it's also always within your power to choose the experience you want to have, no matter how she's thinking or feeling. If we give her the charge over your ability to be happy or content, you're stuck, my friend. You're stuck waiting, and you're completely helpless to feel and live the life you want. I know there's something that feels very justifiable about expecting your spouse to step up and fix the marriage. Trust me, I have been there. (laughs) I fall back into that mindset occasionally myself. But please don't be tricked into believing that and staying there permanently. The minute you do, you give away your power. I want you to think about your career for a minute. I want you to think about the things you do to stay current in your field. You work at it, right? You do things to advance and to be a stronger player in your field. Marriage is no different. We just need to stay current As the relationship evolves, usually in any career, there are things that might be less than ideal. I'm sure you can think of a few things right now for yourself. Can you imagine if you approach the disappointing things in your career and said, Well, I'm just going to piss and moan until this changes. (laughs) Some of you might do that, by the way. But how does it feel? Crappy, right? You become part of the problem and not a part of the growth or solutions. In your career, many of you will adjust. You figure out what you need to do to create something better. You figure out how you need to adjust so the less-than-ideal aspects don't hold you back in your advancement. You could do nothing and just complain. For sure, that's always an option. But if you do that, you're just going to stay stuck. You're gonna give away your ability to take control of your own success and growth. And what's the upside to that? Remember, no matter what we're dealing with or not dealing with, it's normal to notice things that we wish were different. Yes, even things about your spouse. Not just their mood. Through the years, there will likely be things on the inside and the outside that you notice. Maybe it's weight gain. Yikes, that's kind of taboo to say, right? Some people think you're a jerk if you call out weight gain. Maybe it's depression. I see that one affecting marriages all the time. Perhaps it's body hair. (laughs) That happens when we get older. Like we get more in certain places and a lot of men lose hair on top of their head. I don't know what it is. But here's the thing, you're noticing things about your spouse, they're noticing similar things about us too, this is not one-sided, it's not abnormal. Now, I'm not saying you should verbalize all these things, by the way, you probably shouldn't, though there may be a time and a place that you'll need to approach a very sensitive topic very carefully and intentionally. We should probably have a chat together before you approach something like that. (laughs) But what I want you to know as we wrap it up today, please, friends... When you notice yourself having judgments, whether about your spouse's mood, their habits, their body, something else, I just want you to accept it, that it's normal to have these judgments and thoughts and awarenesses. Accept that you made the judgment because you're a human with a human brain. Use these realizations, though, as a cue for an opportunity to grow An opportunity to take some self-inventory. Remember, how's my attitude right now? How can I think about things a bit differently? What do I need to improve on? What do I need to understand better? If we can train our brain to think about these things in that way, it will make all the difference. Welcome the burn and the discomfort of creating an intimately connected marriage. It's all part of the experience. As we fully see and accept ourselves, as we fully see and accept our spouse and choose to love them as they are, this is the foundation of true intimacy.